Hello there, Sharks. I am Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com. I hope you're having a fantastic day. If you are, if you're happy to be here, do me a favor, click the like and subscribe buttons below before we get started, and click the notification bell so that you never miss one of these videos from me. Today, we're taking a look at the $10,000 buy-in GG Millions that takes place every week on GG, and today, we are heads up between two very different players. We have Michael Adamo. Do you all know him? Absolute crusher. He has won this exact tournament. Not once, not twice, not thrice, but four times. Unbelievable. Almost $7 million in cashes on GG. He's absolutely crushing it. Interesting to note, low in the money percentage, only 10.7% when something like 15% of the field gets paid. Interesting to see, interesting to see. Maybe there's something to be said for not being a weak, tight knit. Who'd have thought? His opponent today got into this game for a $500 satellite. This is his first time playing the GG Super Millions. Biggest scores, $200 cap, $200 tournament buy-in, $25,000 cash. Nothing to scoff at, but he's playing against literally one of the best players in the world in Michael Adamo. Let's take a look at this interesting hand. It is worth noting, Michael Adamo smashed this final table. He knocked out every other player, and when they got heads up, Michael had, how many chips? 18 million, and High Troller had two. But High Troller's in there, he's battling it out, he's doing his best, just like you should do if you happen to satellite your way into a big poker tournament. Don't be afraid, don't be timid, don't be discouraged. Get in there, battle it out, and try to bring home the title. Let's take a look at this hand. They are playing heads up for a difference of about $95,000. So, big game. High Troller raises it up with the King-10 offsuit. Very standard. Pretty easy call with the Jack-9 suited. You could 3-bet it if you feel like it, but it seems like a very, very nice spot to call. It is worth noting they are playing, what, about uh, 45 big blinds deep, something like that. Do we do our math right? Always get out your calculator if you can't do math right. Let's see. We are playing $7.2 million deep divided by 1.160K. 45 big blinds deep. Look at that. I finally got the math right on this channel. Can we get some celebratory um, streamers and balloons? We deserve it for that. Nailed it right on the head. 45. To be fair, I was lucky. I guessed. All right. Easy call with Jack Knight of Hearts. You don't want to three bet this and then get four bet off of it. So I would call here virtually every time. By the way, I'm going to presume whatever Michael does is right. I don't know what he does in this hand, but I'm going to presume whatever he does is correct. Queen, eight, three, one heart. That gives Michael a gut shot and a backdoor flush draw. I can pretty much go ahead and tell you this is a check-raising hand. Whenever you have a gut shot with overcards to the middle pair, these are very, very solid hands to go for a check-raise. If you get re-raised, you can easily fold. And if you get called, well, any heart is fine. A 10 is great. A jack or a nine is pretty good. And you're going to be able to get your opponent to fold out a whole lot of their marginal holdings, right? Like perhaps King High. I imagine High Troller is going to go for a bet on this board. He does go for 230 into the 680. And this is either a call or a check raise. The only time I would not check raise here is if I am really sure my opponent is just going to blast it, on me, blast it in on me a lot. Um, and I don't know how High Troller plays at all. Looking at his... Um, I guess this is VPIP here, 44. It's, you know, medium for three-handed, four-handed, five-handed play. You know, it's not, not too insane. 
if that's the case, I would definitely just go ahead and check raise. Like I said, the only time you don't want to check raise is when you're going to get jammed all in a ton, and I don't think that's happening here. So I love the check raise. And I can go ahead and tell you the plan. When you turn a flush draw, when you turn a 10, when you turn perhaps a random low card, every once in a while you're going to continue bluffing with this. You're definitely going to bluff with it when you get a flush draw the majority of the time, unless you think you're going to get shoved on again. Uh, jack and 9, you're almost always going to check. And with a 10, you're usually going to bet. Maybe you bet all the time with a 10. Turns that nasty jack. Well, what I say you should do here, check. Guess we can't have a quiz now, should we? Could we? Should we? You're going to check here. We went from having a very clear junkie draw to a very clear marginal made hand. If you've studied at my training site, pokercoaching.com, you know when you have a marginal made hand, the vast majority of the time you are going to want to check. Because if you bet here and get called, you're either going to be against a made hand, which, you know, you're in okay shape against, or a draw, which, again, you're in okay shape against. But sometimes you're going to get raised, and when you get raised here, it is really, really bad. So just check. Michael does go for the check. And now, High Troller, with his open-ended straight draw. By the way, he did call the flop check raise with King High. A little bit loose. I probably would have folded. When he turns the jack, what should he do? I want you to take a second and think about what High Troller should do with this King 10 in this spot. Pause the video and write what you would do in the comments section below. Should you check it back? Should you bet small, like 600K, into the 2.2 million chip pot? Should you bet medium, like 1.4 million? Or should you bet big, like 2.2 million? Pause the video and write what you would do below. All right, all right, all right, all right. So here, you definitely want to bet with your best hands. So that means we need to have some bluffs. What do our bluffs look like, though? Right here, I think if we have a gut shot, we have a pretty reasonable hand to bet. If we did call a flop check raise with a hand like 10, like 9-7 suited, 9-7 of hearts, let's say. Obviously can't have the 9-7 of hearts because Michael has the 9, but you get what I mean, right? If you have the 9-7 of clubs, well, that's a flush draw. Goodness, it just keeps getting better and better, doesn't it? 9-7 uh, of diamonds, there you go. I think 9-7 of diamonds would be a very good hand to bluff here because if you bet and get raised, you easily fold. If you bet and get called, well, uh, you can go for it on the river. Um, so any hand with a 9 or a 10 that doesn't have a pair I think is pretty nice. King 10 is an interesting one, though, because it has an open-ended straight draw, right? If you get check-raised off of a hand like 10-7, you don't really care. You just fold, right? but you really don't want to get check raised off of a hand like king 10. And notice that stacks are set up kind of interestingly, where if you bet big enough, like 1.5 or 2.2, you may get check shoved on, and you really don't want to get shoved on. That said, you also don't especially want to let it go check, check, because you may have a hard time winning this pot when you miss on the river, because if Michael has a marginal made hand, he's just going to check and then call a bet most of the time, right? And that's not great for you. So... I think in this scenario, given High Troller definitely could have 10-9. He definitely could have Queen-Jack. He definitely could have Queen-8, right? He could have Ace-Queen, King-Queen, right? These are all really good hands. I think he probably just wants to bet this one because I think the risk of getting shoved is very low. And he wants to make a bet that would uh, result in him having roughly a pot size bet going to the river. So notice if he bets like 1.5 here, the pot will go up to about 5.2 if Michael calls, and that will leave... High Troller with about five remaining in his stack, so he can shove for the pot size bet on the river. 
I think that's pretty nice. Um, I don't think you want to do anything insane like 3x pot all in. You don't want to bet big like 3 million because then you're priced into call a shove. So I think the play here is either to check it back if you expect to get check raised some, or you should uh, put in a 1.5 million bet. You don't want to go too small here, like 600k, because then you're never getting a turn fold. And also, um, Michael very easily could just call turn and call river, because then his stack will not be at risk by the river. So I think I like a bet here, because I don't think you're going to get check raise all that often, given you have a lot of very strong hands. That said, you know, check is fine too. I will say that I don't actually know much about Adamo's overall strategy. I mean, I just presume he's a good, strong, world-class player. Um, if he is very aggressive on turns and on turns in general, you should probably check it back because you really don't want to get check raised off of this hand. You should be betting more just like really strong draws like ace, ten of clubs and king, ten of clubs or really junky draws and or really junky draws. Plus, made hands you can call it off with. All right, check, check though. River is an eight. And now Adamo has to decide if he wants to value bet. This is a spot where, as your opponent is more straightforward in general, weaker, straightforward, not going to run bluffs, you should be very inclined to make a small value bet, I think. Now, you may say, what can I actually call you if you bet? A three, pocket sixes. If you bet something like 600k here, those hands will look you up some portion of the time. That said, I think the easy play here is just to check. Um, if you check, you have a very, very easy call if your opponent bets. And that's usually what I do. I'm not going to say that's ideal, though. I have observed a lot of the absolute best players in the world playing in these spots, and they go for pretty thin value out of position with these medium-ish strength hands. And from studying a lot with the solver and with the other coaches at PokerCoaching.com, turns out you can go for small bets in this scenario with mostly marginal-made hands, some super nuts, and some junky bluffs. Tiny portion of junky bluffs, small, uh, bigger portion of um, super nuts, and then some a, a lot of marginal made hands. And when you do bet with the marginal made hands, you actually call a raise with the ones that block the logical nuts for the opponent. What are logical nuts for the opponent here? 10-9, and then 8s. Which 8s would be in the opponent's range? Probably not 8-2 or 8-4, maybe 8-4, but any other card with um, an 8 the opponent could have because they raise preflop, right? So if you have any other card besides like a 2 or maybe a 4, you're probably going to... Um, consider that as a blocker. But a 10 and a 9 blocker are definitely very relevant, I think, because High Troller may check it back with some straights every once in a while. Anyway, let's see what happens. Easy play is to check and then call a bet. Does Adamo take the easy way out? Is he a weak, tight knit like me? If you're a weak, tight knit, let me know in the comment section. <laughs> he is not. He goes for the third pot bet. Good, solid GTO play, I think. This may be too thin. This may be too thin. I'm not sure. GTO Masters out there, run it. Let me know if this is a little bit too thin. Now, over to High Troller. Obviously, he's not calling. He's either going to fold or put in a raise. You have to be careful raising in this spot, though, because if Michael is good, strong, and balanced, he's going to call off appropriately with his marginal made hands, and he's also going to have some 8s mixed in here and some 10-9s mixed in here, which are obviously not folding. So I don't think you get to raise here as much as you may think you should. That said, I think King-10 is definitely a viable one to raise because um, in this spot, you just want to block the 10-9, right? And we do block the 10-9. Also notice we block King-Queen, which would check raise flop, maybe check turn. Uh, we block King-Jack and Jack-10, which may get aggressive and check raise the flop, but then check turn, like Jack-10 would definitely do it, right? 
So pretty good hand to go for the bluff, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If you are going to bluff, how much do we go? I think you want to go pretty big. The question is, do we go for all of it? I think all of it's pretty aggressive because you are going to be running into some eights and some straights and some just like queens and jacks that decide to hero call because they have good blockers. I have to presume Adamo is going to call off appropriately. And I have to presume Adamo is um, sitting here with a good, solid plan. I don't know what this plan is. The interesting thing about this spot is that in high troller scenario, you know that Adamo knows you are a $500 satellite qualifier whose biggest cash on GG before this was $25,000, right? What does he think about that type of player? I have to imagine, given the way High Troller's played, he's either going to think that High Troller is insane and blasting it hard, in which case he's always going to call, or, with his marginal made hands, I mean, or he thinks High Troller is very weak, tight, and straightforward. If he thinks you're going to be drastically over-bluffing here, you should just fold and move on with your life. If you have been pretty tight, pretty straightforward, pretty passive throughout this entire final table, I think you got to go for it. And if you do go for it, I think the right play is still just probably all in. In this scenario on the river, you're going to find the solver very often loves big all-ins. Feels, feels bad because you are going to be running into an eight sometimes. But I have to think most people, again, I don't know if Michael's most people, but I have to think that most people are going to fold out the vast majority of their range to a shove here. And they're probably going to end up overfolding. So I think in high troller shoes, I would either shove or fold, depending on what I thought about my opponent's perception of my image. I know some of you are thinking, you'd actually bluff it off for all of your chips at the end of a tournament? Yeah, I would. Looks like High Troller will too. Actually, he does an interesting thing. He does not go for all of his chips. He goes for almost all of his chips. Well, half of his remaining chips. Three million. I'm not in love with this size. And I'll tell you the reason I'm not in love with this size. It's because now the marginal made hands may just feel like they're priced into call. Look at this. Michael's giving it thought. He has a whopping six seconds left in his time bank. What do you think he's going to do? What would you do? Let's give you some more time to think about it. What would you do in this spot with the Jack-9? You find the fold or not? Michael, one of the best players in the world, had literally 12 seconds to think about this decision. <laughs> fun game, huh? Poker's a lot of fun. If you think poker's fun, click the like and subscribe button. Also click the notification bell. I'd appreciate it. Look, I think the 9 is really relevant, and I think a 10 is really relevant. Also, the jack blocks some nuts, right? Like you block jack eight, right? You block pocket jacks that may get tricky. I think it's just a call. It sucks, but I think it's a call. One thing I'll also say, again, I'm not saying this is what high troller does, but a lot of people will not bluff it off for all of their money. Or if they are, it's like very rarely will they do it, especially if it's a big shove. When they do go for the bluffs, quite often it's for a non-all-in size. And if you add all that together right here, we have to put in, what, 2.2 to try to win 7.7, 7.2? We don't have to be good all that often, right? What, like 30-ish percent, something like that. It's hard to not be good 30-ish percent. That said, in this scenario, I bet you're either good like every time or never based on the sizing. But I think this is something you may see from players who are perhaps not completely world-class. Again, I don't know anything about high troll. I'm not talking about him. A lot of people are willing to bluff for a lot of their money, but not all their money, because it feels really bad to bluff for all your money. But if you bet this amount and get called, well, you still have three million left, and you can run it up. Anyway, would you call or would you fold? Be honest. Be honest. I think I would have called. That said, I would have just checked and called it off, and my life would have been easy. Michael made his life hard, but look, now he's found himself in a bigger pot with the best hand.
Maybe, maybe that's where he's extracting an edge that I don't. It's always important to learn from people who are better than you. Anyway, what's he do? He times out. Oh no, he calls. And he wins. Ship the dough to Michael Adamo. But despite winning this hand, it was not enough. High Troller came back and won the tournament. Huge congrats to High Troller. Obviously, congrats to Michael Adamo. To be fair, he doesn't need to win anymore. He's already had four victories. Victory number one for High Troller. First time ever playing it in the GG Millions. Congrats. Good job. Good work. It's always exciting when you satellite into a game and then you just win. <laughs> That's life-changing, right? It's always good to see life-changing money going to the players who are in there battling it out and battling with the best players. Battling it out and battling with the best players. Probably could wrap that up better, huh? Epic fail. That's me for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you did, make sure you check out my training site, pokercoaching.com. I have loads and loads and loads of content there for you to help you improve your poker skills. Good luck in your games. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next time. What's big, green, and gives you the freedom to do whatever you want? Yeah, it's money. And if you want to start your journey to a big pile of money, click the subscribe button right over here. See you in the next video.